Welcome to the Dreams and Money podcast, the ultimate guide to creating and living your best life. Join me as I talk to inspiring, trailblazing millennials who are breaking barriers and being forces in their careers and personal lives. Hi guys, I am so happy and excited to announce that my brand, Coffee Collection, is currently being featured and sold in store. A couple of episodes back, I hosted Kojo Mafo, the founder of My Runway Group, which is hosting Black and Canopy. So make sure to check out the store whilst you're doing your Christmas shopping. They are hosting so many other amazing Black-owned businesses, from men and women's clothing, to makeup, homeware, and so much more. It is located on Canopy Street, Soho, just behind Oxford Street. All details will be in the show notes, so make sure to go and check it out. Now let's get into this episode. Okay, y'all ready? Can I call you my podcast babe? Of course you can. I am the podcast babe. (laughs) Okay, so welcome everyone to a new episode of the Dreams and Money podcast. As always, I bring you amazing guests, amazing conversations. And today I have two of my closest friends and I'm so excited to have them here. Um, No, I'm actually excited to have you guys here because I feel like the conversations we have in person kind of worthy of flapping and actually just talking about publicly it's like some of the issues we deal with as like young women and being young black women and all that stuff so i have laura and cecilia welcome welcome um introduce yourself hi i'm laura um i am an occupational therapist and i work for the nhs Hi, I'm Cecilia. I'm a civil servant and I work in tax and finance. (laughs) Proper boss girls out here, boss babes doing bits. (laughs) We try. So I want to talk about um, just like work experiences a little bit as well as just being young and being at the beginning of our careers, like navigating being, wanting to be boss babes, elevating our careers and working hard and Mm. elevating to the next level and the next level and trying to progress. And part of that for some people is nepotism mm-hmm. which lets them get to the next level which some of us don't really have the privilege of i mean some do in some ways and others don't like what's your experience been with that and have you seen it happen in your own workplace um i think for me i've been working in civil service for like three years now and one thing that i have seen i think for me i've seen i've definitely seen like um the sister get in the position if like you know it's her brother that's like in charge and i've also seen like mothers and daughters or like oh my uncle is the mp so (laughs) i don't need to worry i'm definitely gonna like be the leader of this department but it's weird because in the civil service that's quite common and it's it's not even like behind closed doors it does happen yeah it does happen and um so in my actual office i mean i don't want to like say where i work but um DMP, his son kind of like makes all the policies for us, but his son never actually studied like the degree that you need to run our department. Wow. So I don't know, do with that what you want. But so like when you see stuff like that, it's definitely, you know, the negative effects that comes with like nepotism. It makes you feel demotivated. And also I think if you don't have this kind of contacts, you're not really going to want to work hard. And something I've seen as well is, and it can be annoying, seeing jobs being advertised, but knowing that that job's already been allocated. Mm -hmm. So there's no even, there's no chance of you getting the job because someone's already there with their hands open to receive Mm -hmm. it and not having to work hard or even just do, they may do the application, but they may Mm -hmm. not even have to do like an interview for it or anything. But it's just that the power of their surname or the power of their contacts and who they know. the power of the name. (laughs) Girl. <laughs> it just kind of like so fast tracks them and puts them into like a next level which mm. you feel like it may take you an extra two to three years to reach because you have to work to get there whilst they yeah. can just like jump straight ahead yeah. i think for me working in the nhs i experienced that like the favoritism side of things but i think for us because there's so many processes that they have to do for example if there was a promotion going There's favoritism definitely because um, managers might tell certain people that the job is going to go out for advert before it's even before they've even got the budget or the money for the position. So, you know, that that person or, you know, the manager's favorites, you know, that that person is definitely going to get the job no matter whether you've interviewed or whether you've got the experience. You just know that because. They had that footing already just because they were kikiing, ha-ha-ing, you know, they spend social time with the managers outside of work. That's how you know that that favouritism just gets them in there. Well, my 
Something that I struggle with is like forcing that whole like creating relationships with people at work mm. that feel forced. And I know it's like part of like networking and building relationships, even like building relationships with people three, four levels above you. Above you. Mm. I sometimes struggle with that because for some of them, it's like I don't relate to you on any level outside of what we do here at work mm. and us having that in common. Mm. I can't relate to you. But I think in that's the thing way. that you need to relate to them on the aspect of work and just that like mm. the, i cannot tell you how many people at work they just i can't with them but they will never know they yeah. will never know but no i mean in to. terms of like for instance like we can relate at work and we can get kiki even mm. like have the chit chat at the coffee machine and whatever mm-hmm. but in terms of like outside of work mm-hmm. going to the extra work drinks and blah 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 and actually making the effort to create a meaningful relationship mm-hmm. um and that's how some people you know laurie like you're saying yeah. building favoritism and being in their good books and having that relationship that they feel like oh do you know what i would like her to be in my team or I would like him to be part of my team because mm-hmm. we already have an extra rapport we've already built like yeah. a ex- mm. there's an extra layer an extra level to our relationship outside of just the work like we mm. get along and they just feel like you know what yeah like let me promote her or whatever it is and that's just something I know that like, I need to work on in order to progress further and further yeah I think it can be a positive like I'd say for myself when I was first promoted that was definitely my supervisor at the time Mm. she pushed for it and was like you know Laura's been working here for x amount of time she showed all of this progress and she was coaching me like at her house over Prosecco like they're going to ask you these questions this is what you need to do and then I was fortunate enough to get that promotion but where I was working previously I found that after I got that promotion, I did well, I got to a stage, but there was I couldn't go any further because the people at the top had their own favourites. Click. So that's why sometimes I always think it is good to have relationships with people outside of work, but sometimes when you feel like you've got a bit stagnant and there's no more relationships you can build or you know that they're not going to let you in the click, it's okay to leave. Yeah. Like I think that's some people... so mad. Do you know what? It's so mad that you say that because that's kind of like the predicament that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like when I started where I'm starting, the first thing that my manager told me, the first thing that he told me is like, oh, do you know what? You're, he's like, I think, you know, you're quite good. And I feel like you should actually go for a higher position, a grade above you, because I don't think you fit well into this particular grade. I think you've outgrown the grade. And I was just thinking, OK, like maybe he's right. I should start looking. But then there was a job that was advertised in my, you know, in my office for that particular grade but there was in my head I'm just thinking there's no way I'm gonna get that because the way (laughs) the way the office is set up in like clicks and everything I am so not I'm so far from that click Mm. as in I don't even I'm not even they probably they probably even know my name you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) probably don't even know my name so that kind of like demotivated me from even applying for the role I mean it's the role still this I can still apply but I kind of know like there's few girls that if they apply, they'll definitely get it. Mm. It's the thing that they are part of that clique. And mm. most of the reasons why I feel like they all get along so much. My office is 90% white. Anyways, I can't always get along with you when you're a six-year-old man, white man. Mm. What is a 20-year-old black woman having coming apart from work? And that's what I'm Do saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just... It's just, it's a struggle because I'm like, I don't know how else to relate to you because our worlds are so far apart, Mm. so completely different. So I have to almost kind of force it to Mm. create this relationship with you. Now, something else I wanted to talk about was how do you girls feel or like, have you seen it in your own workspaces? Women using their sexual prowess to get ahead or to be promoted or to just get what they want from certain situations in the workplace. (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm so sorry i haven't seen it i so my profession the profession of occupational therapy i don't know the statistics but it's majority women Mm. again it's majority white women Mm. middle class that's how the whole profession started so i feel like because i've mainly worked with women i haven't seen women using their sexual power to try and get ahead because most of the women that are in the top positions are yeah they're women so there's not anyone that they need to mingle with exactly yeah okay i mean speak your truth sis speak your truth that's what we're here for (laughs) it's a safe space (laughs) is it though it's It's a safe safe space space. i promise it's it's, 
Um, it's just us. No, do you know what? I think it's because the nature of my job as well. I only work with like high court judges and MPs. So a lot of things I can't, a lot of <laughs> things I can't talk about. So I'm yeah. just going to like, but yeah, I've definitely seen it. I've not seen it blatantly to the point where, you know, like in movies, like, oh, the girl's going to go seduce this person. And, and yeah. Then, no, not like that. But I've definitely, you know, seen people get together with someone higher because it will benefit their career. Yeah. So one of the reasons for accepting the fact that this person is um, trying to get with you it's not because he looked good. It's not because you're into him. It's because you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you and know then, like, um, it will benefit you in some like, way. Like where I work as well, like, I don't know. A lot of things is weird. Like there's like this dress code, obviously you have to look smart and stuff. But it's like women have to look smart to the point where you're almost too smart. Like smart and sexy sort of thing. I had never felt so underdressed going to work in my, just my blazer and my jeans and my, my flats. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like, if you're not rocking the latest coat, if you're not rocking the latest bag, like people wear lubes in my office. It's so, it's so cash for them. So mm. I think that kind of world, it's like a little bit, it can be hypersexual because you're going to work. Yeah. But you, you're so looking like that you're, good. You're looking good. You've got heels on. You've Do you know got what I mean? like a pencil skirt on, like a shirt that looks nice. Yeah. And it kind mm. of like accentuates your silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, But okay how do you guys feel about it like other women's outside of your jobs and stuff like how do you guys feel about that because for me i'm like you know what i'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) do you know what what is okay you're here for it because you're pretty hear me out no 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 no. pretty privilege (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like if if it's some next girl that definitely can't use that it's it's a problem it is (laughs) okay there's two sides to it part of me is here for it because i'm like Sometimes men are stupid. Don't shoot me. But in the sense of like, oh, they are. So you you know that this young woman, mm. or let me know if it's a young, this woman is obviously interested in you. She's flirting with you. She's mm-hmm. bringing you, you know, cups of coffee to your desk, unprovoked, mm-hmm. you know, like making up chit chat. Or she's not making it up for nothing. She's got work to do, but she's here mm-hmm. by your desk chit chatting. And it's like, for men, certain things come easy to them because they have their male privilege. Mm-hmm. Therefore, as a woman, if you need to use your female privilege to get ahead, to get that promotion, I'm not saying open your legs, but that's your own prerogative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you need to be looking cute to make sure you get into certain spaces, mm-hmm. um, I can't knock it. Yeah, I can't knock it. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not judging you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm not judging you. But I just think that, you just have to be kind of careful because, yeah, you know, like it, it can come it back. Go? Exactly. It can mm. come back to bite you and like, how far are you going to go? You know, especially in the corporate setting, I'm sure that if they can give you the job, they can easily take it away. So I personally feel like if I was in that position, I'd rather use the race card than use my gender card <laughs> and sexuality to try and um, get higher up in a position. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do think that there's something quite unethical about using, you know, the P power for, you know, like <laughs> anything. I, yeah. Honestly, I mm, think it's yeah. very manipulative because when you flip the story, I don't think that using your body or your gender for anything is right. Because mm. when guys try to do it, let's say, not in the same sense, but when they try to use their bodies towards women in a way that can favor them, it can be seen as many, many things because they are the dominant sex. I feel like there's this thing about women thinking that we're we're getting, like reclaiming our power by just doing what we want with our bodies. But doing what we want with our bodies under what the male wants is not as gaining power. Just sit down and work hard. Like you don't actually have to give this married man with his wrinkly, wrinkly thing anything. (laughs) Is it really worth it? Yeah, no, I think... Where is your pride? Like to that extent, like uh, like absolutely not. Like all of... On the extreme end, I'm not here for it. But on the other end Mm -hmm. of just like being extra friendly to colleagues or like looking pretty to work mm-hmm. um if you know that's going to benefit you in some way or gain you some favor I, I don't think there's anything wrong particularly with that i mm. think like you're saying like there are ethical issues when it's now you're using your mm-hmm. you're literally using your body to get ahead do you know mm-hmm. what i mean i think that's where like for me the, the line is a bit like yeah you've crossed that line you know 
Facts. <laughs> but um, okay, so talking about like men and women and just like that whole relationship, what do you guys think about kind of dating in the workplace? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> don't do it. It's a what trap. There's a saying. <laughs> yeah, don't shit where you eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, it's a no from me. I I wouldn't do it. It's a big no. It's so risky. What if it was the love of your life? Like this is you've met this man, he is the one. Like Laura, you have seen the one man that's going to give you your babies. Y'all gonna be together forever. Oh yeah, I think... don't let work stop you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh no, now it's different then. <laughs> it's different. Yeah, no, I think no. for me, I wouldn't work, I wouldn't get into a relationship with someone that I worked directly with. Mm. If you were in the same building, yeah, but like someone that, like my colleague, colleague, someone that I'm reporting to every day or, you know, we're going through the caseload together, no. But if it was like I bumped into you in the lift, you know, like mm. a film, yeah. we made eye contact, then you touched my shoulder and were like, hey, miss. And I was like, oh. <laughs> if it was that person like someone in the building like a film I would go that way but a direct colleague I wouldn't Cecilia I, I mean I, well, I, <laughs> go, go ahead sis speak your I truth. have no rules when it comes to that but I do understand that it can be a trap because I mean I've seen it get really messy mm. but I'm not really opposed to it I think for me when I was like in management it was weird for me to get with anyone that wasn't in management because it was a conflict of interest. And I think in some way in our contract, we weren't really allowed. But um, no, I feel like if if you feel like it's someone that's worth it, definitely go for it. But just know that when it gets bad, it gets really bad because we spent so much time at work. Yeah. Like so much time at work. And it's like sometimes you need to be careful with your mixing up your private life and your work life. So when it gets messy, it gets too messy. I don't yeah. think it's worth it if it's just dating to date. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, but I've done it before. So mm. in that sense, And what was that experience like? Like, do you regret it? Like, was it worth it at least with that particular person? Or you're just oh, like, yeah, you know it was what? For me, it actually worked out. What, yeah, it worked out well. Like, you know, we ended up being together for years. So it was all right. But um, I felt like at the start, I mean, we both kind of like left anyways, like shortly after. Mm. But I think at the start, it was definitely kind of like people finding out, people being in your business, the mm, gossiping. Mm, mm, then it's like, mm. oh, someone said this, but you know, then there's other girls that don't know suffering him, um, themselves at him because you know he was kind of fine. <laughs> so you know, um, so you have to deal with all of that. So you're having mood swings at work. Yeah. You know, you're not concentrating on your job properly. You're mm. you're thinking about, oh my god, you're even getting stressed about what I'm gonna wear to work tomorrow. How am I gonna do my makeup? Excuse me. Oh, this me that comes like to work you know, like I'm half dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like suddenly like your that, whole yeah. world like kind of changes and your approach to work is so different. It's pressure. I it think is. for me it would be the gossip that I couldn't deal with. You know, like you'd be crying and they'd be like, yeah. was it Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> was it Ryan? What did he do last night? And I'd just be like, no, I'm just stressed. Yeah. And I, know, then, I know it's him. I know it's him. <laughs> I know it's him. Somebody said it in the canteen. <laughs> Honestly, no, but can you imagine and then the now the or like exactly i can't deal with that now you're seeing him let's say if anybody talks to him in any way you feel like mm-hmm. is inappropriate, it's inappropriate now yeah. you've got attitude not yeah. only with him exactly but with, with that girl you see a manager t- touch his shoulder that second too long you'll be like it's excuse me yeah. <laughs> no yeah i thought mm, yeah i think if if the person's worth it i think mm. it's worth having mm. a go because i don't know i feel like Good people are hard to come by, especially mm. in this economy, mm-hmm. in this dating pool, in this jungle. In this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In this pandemic, if you can find a good one, hold on to it. But again, like it does have to be worth it. Like for me, I've not experienced it personally, but I did date somebody very briefly <laughs> um, <laughs> who we had worked together. Mm. But it was after I had left. Okay. Um, so it was like, and it was like, year, let's say like a good a year to two years after. Mm. So it was like, okay, like, let, let's see where this goes. Mm. But then if it had ended and let's say, no, if let's say I had dated him whilst we were still working together mm. and then it ends and I was like, oh, this is awkward now. Yeah. Because I have to like see you in the hall, like yeah. in the in the halls and I may see you in the kitchen and I may see you like flirting with one yeah, sadly yeah. from HR now I feel some kind of way or 
yeah it's just when you don't want to go to work yeah it's a lot like one of my friends at work she basically she started talking to this guy at work in our office and the thing is like so you know how we have like a main like the big office like where everyone is and then other sections have like little side rooms let's say so we were in the side room but he was in a main like grand office anyways they were talking it didn't go well well no it went well they were talking and they were meant to go on a date but the next thing we found out is that he had some sort of I don't know him and another girl in the office got something going down in the toilet (laughs) so then when my friend found out yeah she was like crying I'm thinking why are you crying let's go beam up like you know (laughs) yes it's like wipe your tears but she like it really affected her because not even that she liked him like that but everyone in the office knew about them being some sort of an item mm. so like, i think it was more um also like the embarrassment like of dealing with it and stuff and thank god like nothing actually went on between them but now she has to see him every day and now she's even grown to like just forgive him because she has to see him every day yeah and she has to make it okay i don't have time i don't no. have time because then additional stress at work not only is your manager stressing you now one boy from finance is also stressing you and then there's the stress of not even want wanting him to see you stressed so then that's like putting on an additional face on top of all the faces that you put on at work let's talk about that let's actually you know we're gonna we're gonna come back to that but let's um of our work bays have you guys ever had a work bay or like a little work husband it's a trap <laughs> <laughs> oh okay oh, my, no my work husband Elaborate. became my boyfriend so oh. you you know for a fact yeah we we want to call it yeah work but there's definitely a thing going on otherwise why why mm. is he just your work bay do you know what i mean yeah. it's yeah. it's bored my cheating i told him when we were together i told him you can't even have a work bay anymore it's mad like you, yeah. you uh, have that up yeah. for you because yeah. do you know what I mean? But um, you got together. Mm. What is a work bay though? Okay, I feel like there's people take it too far sometimes. Where it's mm, like, okay, like you me. guys are now doing the most. Okay, I feel like a work bay is somebody maybe you flirt together, mm-hmm. or you know he may bring you a cup of coffee. You guys might mm. go out for lunch. Um, there's you know the extra flirtation that goes on. That's what I would say is, but I feel like some people kind of take it too far, and now people are k- kissing at Christmas parties and them doing things. Yeah, take time. I mean, that's what happened with not Christmas party, but I'm saying no, 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 no. It was a work event. No, no, no. For anything else, please don't fall into the trap, man. I definitely feel like I feel like me. The only reason why I was calling my work babe, my work husband, or whatever, is because I used to think he was. He was cute. Mm. So I was thinking, you, you belong to me. And I even, I'm the one who even Climate. said it to you. I was like, yeah, you're my, do you know what I mean? Mm. And then from then, he's called me his wife. But there was no real nothing. I didn't get coffee. Do you know what I mean? I barely uh. even got high in the morning. <laughs> but um, I didn't know it's because he was feeling me. He was actually feeling me for real. But I always used to be like, oh, my husband's here. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, my work husband. Uh. I don't know, man. Is, is that why I don't have a boyfriend? Because I'm not, you know, like claiming it at work. Be you like, better you know claim what? it. This one, this one, you're my husband. You're my husband. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Again, I feel like I haven't because I mainly work. So I can say, oh, I've got a work wife. You know, we make each other tea. <laughs> <laughs> or like a work mum. Like a work oh, mum. Oh, yeah, I've had work, work mums. Yeah, those are the best. Oh, they those are, are the, the best. best. I love my work And they auntie. bring you food. Yeah. <laughs> Best ones. <laughs> Those are the ones. Yes. Kept the you ones fed. that bring you food are the oh, they are yeah, have, you, have you eaten today? Especially if it's an African oh, auntie. Yes. Have, you, have you eaten? They I'm like, really I understand you. No, I haven't. I, I I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And I'm like, they're my... making me work here on two, <laughs> two p.m. I'm finishing <laughs> seven. <laughs> no, they really understand you. Know. Oh uh, yeah. They, I love them. I love having a work mom. Yeah, they're the best. So, um, since we'll be talking about like dating men and work in terms of like. How do you guys feel about dating men who earn less than you or are in a lower position work-wise than you guys are? It's long because if you're earning less than me, it's really long because I'm not even earning that much yet. That is... Unless I'm earning 100k. You speak English exists. Like, I can't be... I can't be doing any... If you're not... It's hard. It will be hard in the streets, you know what I mean? But if you're earning less than me, is it like a grand less or like 10 grand less? Because 10 grand, mm. ooh, ooh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or more than 10 grand less. But mm. if it's like a grand, two grand less, no, that's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. with the tax bracket anyways, we're still earning the same Exactly. Thing. 
I think also because we're still we're still young. Mm. I feel like you might you might date someone that has just finished a master's and is just entering their career, yeah. and they're on their starting salary, but. You kind of have to look to the future. Is this person going to maybe in three years time be earning double me? Like it's I think it's, um, you've got to look ahead. Yeah, it kind of predicts like, okay, what's his field and what's his earning potential? Mm. How much can he be earning in mm. five years? But then there are certain careers. Okay, I've heard other women say this now. I want to know what you guys think. Like there are certain mm. careers that other women are like, you know what? I'm not really trying to date anybody in that field because it's a bit of a struggle. Mm, for instance creative field sometimes Mm. can be a bit of a struggle if when you hit it and you do it well you hit the jackpot Mm -hmm. instantly right Mm. so in terms of let's say like producers or um, people in tv or whatever creative field Mm -hmm. you're in like Mm -hmm. when you hit it you hit it good and you what's what's that saying that the young people say you're clear oh you've gone clear you've gone clear right Mm. but if you're still like in the struggling zone, it's it's a struggle. So like, is it something that you guys ever thought about, or was it just like you know I don't really care like I where... care, man. But I, I don't really yeah, care. I think I because again, like I said, we're young. But me personally, I'm at that stage where I am thinking about buying a house soon and thinking about my own personal five year plan. So I wouldn't want to be with somebody that is just stagnant because I'm thinking I'm going to grow. And if we're going to, you know, grow this relationship, then oh, we're going to get a mortgage together. Can I not include you in thinking about these things? Because you're just very stagnant and you don't really have a goal or you don't really see where you're going. I think personally, maybe I just... Maybe they do. Like they, they're they hardworking. They're just in a field yeah. where it may not be as lucrative as other fields. Um, they not be like the just... a, a shiny suitor working in the city mm. with like 60K yeah, salary I, at yeah. 28. That stuff, shiny suit working in the, the city doesn't really bother me. I just think I need you to be in a position where you can take care of me. So like, for example, this is really, it's not off topic, but it's random. Like when I, I had an accident and I was off work for three months. I was lucky I work in the NHS where I had full pay for three months. I shared the NHS. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know they get ridiculed, but I had full pay for those three months. But imagine I didn't. A lot of jobs only give you full pay for like two weeks and then it's statutory £95 a week. If I was living by myself and we can't be both eating into me, like I'd still yeah. want to be, I'd want to be in a relationship with somebody that would be able to take care of me. Like, God forbid if a situation like that happened again. So I think that's more what what I think about, like, in the position. Because I am confident in myself that if something did happen to you temporarily, I can support you. But I'd want you to be in a position where if something happened to me, you'd be able to support me and vice versa. So I think, That's a good point. I don't know if anyone's been watching like girlfriends lately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. And then like, you know, Tony, Tony's, was he an artist? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was struggling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was struggling. God, God forgive me. Mm. Do you know what? Yeah, I think when I looked at that situation, for example, yeah, I was just thinking to myself, like, I know we say it's not all about the money. It's not all about that. But the thing is, yeah, like when we look at divorce, for example, I think the for like many years, I don't know about recently because I haven't checked, but I know that divorce rate, the most common cause of divorce was finances, right? Yeah. And I feel like one of the reasons for that is because we can get along however much we want. But if you can't show up for me, mm-hmm. even if that means financially, it's going to cause an issue. Yeah. First of all, if I'm trying to buy my mortgage with you and your salary is not that high, you're taking down my affordability. Mm-hmm. I may not even get a loan because of you. If your credit is rubbish, I may not even get accepted. So it's like, it's not that we're trying to be harsh. It's the fact of like, fam, there's so many things <laughs> against us being... Single women. Single mm. black women, all of that, that we can't just mm. be adding on to the list of dating. Exactly. And it's like we've worked so hard to get to a certain level. Mm. It would be good to have a man to match it up. Do you know what I mean? That can match yeah. that up. And if like the thing with like it's not even about how much you earn, it's how you even spend your money as well. Because mm. don't get it twisted. A, a lot of men have dated men with stupid money. They will not even spend a dime. Mm-hmm. I've dated men that have been on average salaries, like 28 to 35K, and they'll spend everything on their women or they'll sp- um, spend everything on their future. Things that are like important to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like when the whole finance conversation starts here, yeah, it's kind of like, it's awkward because people are just like, women just want more money. No, but we want men with sense. Security. Yeah, security. Exactly, kind of, it's exactly. a major key. 
Such a major key. And like, I completely agree with you both. What you were saying about having somebody that you feel like if you were ever down or in a situation where you couldn't provide for yourself, like mm. you've got somebody that can support you and hold you down for like, whether it's three months or six months, be there to support you. And I want somebody that can support me. Like, I'm not just mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, you know, it's just all about love. Because listen, bills are real. Bills <laughs> are real. The bills are real. And when that man comes knocking at your door asking for the bill that you've not paid for, mm-hmm. it's not a love mm-hmm. that I'm going to give him. <laughs> it's money. My mom says, you don't, you don't eat love. <laughs> speak on it yeah and the thing is it's not like we're saying it's one-sided yeah if you were going through something that was temporary i will support you to get back on your feet same way that but i wouldn't i wouldn't want to you know get with someone where we don't see where it's going but then i know that guys will be like oh yeah but you're not supporting me when i'm down like when i'm up that's when you're gonna want me it's like yeah i ain't got time to be supporting you still (sighs) because at the end of the day unless Mm. we're actually trying to get married or we in a marriage what am i supporting you for What are you my child? I'm yeah. so sorry. This expectation is leave me out of it. Oh, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, doing yeah, all of that yeah. It's too much. No, it's Why too am much. I supporting you? Like give me a good reason. I'll support you with love, the same love that you want to be giving me instead of money. But you know, statistically, yeah. um, I'm not sure if this is a US statistic, but apparently black women date down the most in terms of like economically yeah. and socially. So our group dates down the most in comparison to like other other like racial groups which i found really interesting because we're like, expected to be strong like, strong i don't see that word even annoys <laughs> yeah, me it yeah it annoys me i know i'm a strong woman but i don't need to be reminded or expected to be do you know what i mean mm. like all the time all the time why, why does it have to be me but do you feel like us women especially black women like in our community we romanticize the whole idea of the strong black woman who's got her own miss independent like she's a hustler she's a go-getter blah 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 but part of me feels like that comes from trauma and trauma from like witnessing what the generations of before us have gone through so for instance looking at like your aunties and your grandmothers and Mm. you know maybe they've been like single mothers or they've been in in marriages Mm -hmm. and then suddenly the man has left Mm -hmm. and then now she has to be the one that's probably like struggling to uphold her kids and her family and her home Mm. so it's like from looking at their situations or what they're going through and in your mind thinking i don't want to be there Mm. like i don't want to be in a situation where i'm now struggling to provide for my kids provide for Mm. myself um uphold a certain level of like lifestyle that we've been used to when my husband was here or when my partner was here Mm. so therefore i have to like work extra hard and be independent and work a certain level job and earn a certain income and really like be this boss babe Mm. that we're now all trying to be you know yeah i think don't you think this is still very new to the black woman yeah what is new being independent being a boss babe being free enough to actually go for a certain level of education a certain level of job a certain level of financial independence it's a ve- it's a very new concept to the black woman whether we want to admit it or not you didn't yeah. get like a lot of black women that were all trying to be business heads or like you know doing so well on a corporate ladder we're still fighting for equal pay as women but we're also still fighting the racial card at work yeah so it's like now that we know that we we have this illusion of freedom to become who we want to become it's like an amazing thing for us do you know what mm-hmm. i mean but it's also detrimental to that aspect of us that is tired and that aspect of us that sometimes gets angry, but we don't even want to like manifest that anger because we'll just be another angry black woman. I feel like we're stuck in this mindset of like, I'm going to be an independent babe. I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. Oh, it's my body. I do what I like. Because it's a new, con- it's like giving something new to somebody. Mm. Yeah. You, you don't, you're going to ignore all the negative things. It's, possibly doing to you because you love it so much because you it's like wow like what if probably like one of the first generations and even like we live in a western country where these were protected by so many laws that allow these things but yeah. um there's so many people that have not even gotten here yet no of course but do you know with what you're saying like fighting for the whole being a boss babe independent woman but for me i'm in support of it not because it's like i want to be independent i want to be a boss babe and no, I hate this shit. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, and 
I'm <laughs> trying to be. I'm t- just, I'm tired, yeah. But no, like I'm. Try- I have to be it. It's not because oh, it's what I want to do. It's because I have to. Mm. Like there is no other option but to yeah. be. I think, and it's like yeah. my personal situation and my upbringing, my whole life. It's not a like if I could have the option of oh, I'm provided for, I'm catered for, I'm this, mm. this, this, this. Of course, listen, I would be living my best life and not having to do the all of the things that I do. Mm-hmm. But it's the option is not there. Do you know I what I mean? Like the option isn't there. Yeah, we're not fortunate to have this generational wealth that we see our white colleagues, oh, our gosh. Asian colleagues, and even to some extent our like Caribbean colleagues as well. Yeah. Especially as Africans, you think about it like we were the last to come. Yeah. <laughs> we were the last to come and it's like our parents came here eighteen were cleaning schools whilst, you know, their, like, age mates were in school. Yeah. They come over here, um, they're cleaning the school, the managers don't even care that, like, what, aren't you the same age as the students I'm teaching? It's like, oh, no. So they, you know, started from the bottom. So I think my mum drilled into me, like, you need to work hard to get, you know, because I think they have, that was it, imposter syndrome where they feel like it can easily get taken away from you. So I think she drilled that into us. Like, you need to be this independent woman. You need to stand on your own two feet. You need to do these things. I think that's mainly where we got it from. And I think, like you said, we are the generation that are creating the generational wealth that our like, great-grandkids are going to we'll like benefit, benefit from. from. And everyone should get life insurance, by the way. I'm just saying, in terms of like creating generational wealth, <laughs> get life insurance. Yeah. Did you hear that, everybody? Yeah. The lesson of the day, that's get to life insurance. Get and get... Get your parents' life insurance. Like, oh, mm. my mum's been on it. You know, like your grandparents, <laughs> yes, right. your parents, your siblings, get them on life insurance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. let's, let's not have any more, like, GoFundMe's. Let's, and do you know not. what's so funny about this life insurance thing? And I'm going off on a tangent, but it will be a very short one. Is that with, especially in the US, yeah, I saw this post one day and it was like, if the US had recorded more than half of its um, black population on life insurance, police will kill them less. Because insurance will not want to pay out to oh, that many. Can you imagine? Do you know what yeah, I mean? I saw that. I saw that somewhere. Yeah, Twitter, I, I, I think. think, yeah. And then it's like, it really it's gets crazy. you thinking how everything is like systemized. Uh, things that are systemized can literally be dealt with by just actually getting life insurance. <laughs> yeah, then life insurance can really support you. Even like, don't pass away. Like, there's Even at work, yeah. Yeah, work. They Fix can support job. you. Yeah, mm. so I, th- I think it's... Yeah, and these are the things, right, that we are learning now that our parents didn't know to teach us like it's it's crazy like we're the beginning of the do you know what i where mean the yeah. start, we're like, 200 years behind <laughs> can you imagine 400. exactly this is what i mean though when i say it's a new concept to us mm. we don't yeah. know how to mm. do this life we're learning on the go it's really a lot mm-hmm. so as we were talking about being boss babes being strong can we talk about not being strong and being weak sometimes especially when it comes to like work and being a professional as well as, you know, like just trying to create businesses and all these things, like sometimes we experience um, difficulties at work. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I've been, well, not really, but like to you two individually, mm-hmm. like I've been vocal about my past experiences of like just being, let's say like at work and literally being in tears because of, of like certain situations or yeah. literally going through anxiety cause of work and work induced stress. Now, what have you guys experienced it, or like, what's been your like your experiences of this managing adulting and managing like mental health as young adults? Um, I've definitely experienced it. I think for me, I've got that personality where people always say, "Oh, Laura, you always look fine." Like I could never tell when you're stressed. You're just, you just seem like you're managing. And then for me, I think it's at the end I just explode. Mm. <laughs> um, but I don't explode in like a crying way or going off sick I think mine always just manifests itself as being really irritable really tired and eventually when I get to that place at work for example they'll be like well you didn't say anything I feel like (laughs) I've got that personality where I just keep quiet and keep going on whereas you know my other colleagues are crying every day and they're getting the support but I'm kind of I don't know if it's just the way I was raised where it was just like just get on with it and do it. But then I think that can sometimes be a detriment, you know, to myself because I'm not really 
I'm not really not getting the support I need from work because I'm more interested in, well, I'm stressed. You know, I've got 10 things to do. There's no point in me taking an hour out of my day to go and cry to my supervisor who's not going to do anything anyways. Let me just continue. And then it gets to it that one point, <laughs> one time I was so stressed that I went to the GP and I said, not even about stress. I, said, I was so tired. I was like, I'm driving home from work and I'm having to pull over and sleep because I'm so tired. And he said to me, is work stressing you? And I was like, well, yeah, it was winter pressures, NHS. I was like, I said, it's winter pressures, everybody's stressed. And he was like, well, no, 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 because if you're telling me that you can barely keep your eyes open, it's stress. And I just said, because I knew from like past situations that I've had at work where I've had to speak to supervisors about serious things and they've just brushed it, more thinking about another colleague. Like I said, if I'd get so stressed and then it snaps in me being irritable, I'll end up snapping at somebody and then they'll go and speak to the supervisor and be like, oh, you know, Laura's giving me a really hard time and she did this, 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 this. And I'll come and say, but I'm I'm stressed. She's not helping me. What are you going to do? Yeah, they'll be like, oh, like, for example, think of a fake name. Oh, well, you know, Becky, you know, Becky came to me in floods of tears and this, this. I said, yeah, but just because she's crying, it doesn't mean that I'm not stressed. Mm. Just because I'm not crying, it doesn't mean I'm not stressed. I'm telling you I'm stressed, but... It's like you need to see me physically break for you to do something. That's not, it's not on. But Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. In terms of like, I, the way I deal with stress is just in the moment, mm. firm it, firm it, firm yeah. it. Until it's like, I can't deal anymore. Mm. And then like, I remember the one instance where I did cry at work with talking to my manager. And she was just like, wow. really, like you know, when somebody's asking like, okay, like, how are you doing? Da, da, da. And then like, she was like, okay, really, how are you doing? Mm. And then I just like, broke into tears. Yeah, but And I feel like it was because of how she was to me mm. in the sense of like she approached me in a way of like I really care if you're struggling with this let me know if you're having anxiety or whatever it is mm. like let me know and mm. there was an instance where I'd actually called in sick from work because my anxiety was that bad mm, mm. and I think I didn't really realize at the time I just I feel like in the moment I just thought I was just like sick and just tired and then she was like um is it like are you sick like is it because of work and I said, I think I said no, Yeah. you know, because it's like, I can't say yes, because now you're going to be thinking, oh, yeah. are you incapable of doing your work? Mm. Or are you not good enough? Or, mm. you know, like, I don't want to put doubt in your head. So let me just firm it at, mm. like everything's okay and just power through. Same. You, just you know? Like, yeah, I've got DMV. Yeah. And then just... Something bad. Literally. to work. Yeah. Literally. It was like, oh, I don't, I don't feel well. I've got a cold. I'll be in tomorrow or whatever it is, but... Yeah, let's just say I yes. learned my lesson from, from that experience. I think for me, um, the thing that I've learned over the years is that there is power in being vulnerable. And I think with like always wanting to be a strong person, especially at work, it will be detrimental to you in because no one knows what you're going through. No one knows mm -hmm. at work. No one's a mind reader, yeah. especially when you're coming here with like a smile on your face and like, you know, I, I got it kind of attitude. No one is actually going to care. Mm. so when things go wrong because of your own mental state it's on you if things go too wrong you might even get the sack mm. because they can't help what they don't know do you know what i mean mm. but it's like i get what you both said sometimes it's hard to approach anyone for help because they don't even know how to help us and it's so crazy because we all sat here and we're saying that we don't even know how to be vulnerable at work you know which is crazy and it's not something that we're necessarily comfortable with. Like, I'm not comfortable exactly. with it at all. But it's yeah. like, where do you even think that stems from? Because even being vulnerable is a luxury. Being vulnerable, it really do you is. know what I mean? And, and it's, it's not given to everybody. It's really not. And it's like, I really do not want to make this a race thing at work. But it's kind of like, I see it with so many BAME like individuals. Even when I was um, <clears throat> in management, I had to like, the people that I was managing, um, my staff there was one particular girl I knew she wasn't okay but for the life of her she would never tell me but I knew she wasn't okay and I don't want to go too deep but when I left I heard that the girl committed suicide <gasps> so it's like we can this thing about always being strong at work and always like pushing through it can be detrimental to you mm. the first thing that I said when I started my new job I told my manager I sat him down I said listen I suffer from, sh from stress um PTSD and anxiety I was like, I do not know when, even my anxiety, it mm. got so bad at one point, I would be having a good day and I would go home and have panic attack or anxiety. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
So it was like, it was even going out of my control voice because I had suppressed so many things and a lot of my stress came from work. Mm. A lot of my stress came from the fact that, you know, I was the head of my household for a while and I've, I had to make things, like, things had to work, yeah. you know. Mm. And that stress was was new to me. And it was like, me not doing well at work, it was kind of like me failing life, yeah. you know. So it, I, I just couldn't. I didn't understand what to do or where to go. Mm. And it's literally when I allowed myself to be vulnerable, when I allowed myself to ask for help in the right yeah. places and to show them that I can't. You guys see me, you think I can do everything. I'm not, listen. I'm not superwoman. I'm not superwoman. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't. And that's when I realised that it's actually okay to do that. Yeah, I think sometimes as well, it's a bit of like um, having someone to go to. Again, like yeah. you said, I don't want to keep taking it back to a race thing, but... Yeah. Again, in my profession, BAME, there's probably like 9% or something in the whole profession. So for a long time, I was the only black girl in the whole sea of a department. So if, if I was feeling stressed and things, I I personally feel like I would have felt more comfortable if I had somebody that looked like me or that can understand my struggle a bit more to 100%. go and talk to. And oh. there was no one there. I was lucky enough to ha to build a relationship with one of my supervisors. And even though I don't work there anymore, I always say to her, you're like my forever supervisor because mm. she really took her time to have weekly supervision with me and ask me how I am. And even after I wasn't in her team anymore, she really took time that we nurtured this relationship that now we're really good friends. But I feel like where I'm working now is a lot more diverse than mm. <laughs> like you did. Mm. I started, I said, listen, I don't really deal well with stress. Mm -hmm. And before I had issues with telling people, but... I'm starting a new slate now in this new job. So if I feel that something's wrong, I'm going to speak up and I'm going to yeah. make sure something's done about it. Because at the end of the day, I can't kill myself. Nope. When I know that you guys are going to your supervisors and saying, yeah, I'm going off work for a week because I can't deal with it. Like, let me yeah. have that luxury yeah. as well. Like, like you said, it's it's now, a, it's a luxury. Yeah. It really is. But um, in terms of just like general of overall mental health what practices have you guys adopted to make sure that you're okay you're taking care of yourself you're in a good mental space overall so like work and just okay. life in general oh um i've literally i think for me i've started being to myself kinder to myself actually no I've started to be kind to myself and i started investing in myself just rewarding myself from any little achievement, I can run for one more extra minute for my morning jog and I'll be like, oh, you go, girl, you know, yeah. you're really getting it. Do you know what I mean? And like, I think one thing that's really helped me as well is like just not being selfish, but like knowing that it's okay if like I could not do something or be there for somebody or be there for my organisation, be there for work, be there. <sighs> it's okay, please relax, <clears throat> turn off your phone and go to bed. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. not, not literally go to bed, but like take a rest because I don't know about you guys, but I have always been the strong person or the strong friend, whether mm. it's my family yeah. and whether it's my friendship group and even at work to an extent. But I've been that person. Like the, the strong colleague that exactly. everybody goes to. Everyone to goes vent. to. And not even vent. It's like, oh, yes, this will be able to do this work. She's really good at this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. give it to her. She'll yeah, handle it. Her. Oh, she'll be able to head that meeting. Yeah, she's, you know, she knows what she... And it's like, I didn't even realise at work I was taking so much on. In my family, I was taking so much on. In my French group, I was taking so much on. And it's like, but then who do you... Do you know what I mean? And then my poor boyfriend to? at the time... He was the only person I could really lay all on him. Mm. And even it was causing problems, problems in even in my yeah. relationship because I literally didn't feel like I had nothing or no one. So really just doing stuff for yourself. If you can't do something, it's okay to say no. If you can't be strong for that person, you have to let them know that I still love you, but this is not something I'm comfortable in doing. Mm. So saying no, like so saying no a little bit more and being comfortable to say no to and people exactly. is kind of key. Try not to stretch yourself. I think that's that, yeah, that that's me as well, saying no, because like you said, it, with work stress, if you're stressed Monday to Friday, I think what I found I used to do back in the day, which everybody that knows me knows that I'm always busy doing something at an event, seeing different groups of friends. And I just thought to myself, I would never have time for myself. And then... That's it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm busy with people, whether it's friends or family. And then I haven't had time to debrief from fright, from the week's work stress and boom, it's Monday again. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, yeah, saying no and just... 
because I it's not like I'm blaming other people. It's, I'm blaming myself. I needed to, to tell myself no, and then be able yeah. to tell other people no. So then, yeah, and just making sure that I have time for myself and time for family as well. And I think at work, in terms of work stress, like again, saying no or just saying, well, it can't be done today. Laura, can you do this? Well, no, because I've got four other things to do. So just I'll do it when I can. Managing yeah. expectations. Yeah. And yeah. you know, when you're new to a job and I say for myself, when you're new into a career, we're thinking 10 steps ahead. Like, you know, in order for me to go and get this band, this, 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 I'm going to need to be able to manage this amount of caseload yeah. and manage this amount of people and do this, this, this. So in the beginning, I was taking on all these things. And then I thought to myself, who, who's suffering? Me. Yeah, <laughs> Even if the 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 hospital are telling me, oh, well, you know, this is delayed and this is it. Well, what can I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not on me. I'm not the be all and end all of this um, job. Yeah. So oh, it's learning. That's such a good point. Yeah, you're not the be all and end all of this job. And if something doesn't go well or something doesn't happen in the time, it's not just because of what we as one person have done. You're working in a team. Mm. So it's, for me, you're working in a team. So it's like, just because you haven't done this one thing, the whole company or the whole system is not going to collapse. Sometimes it feels like that. It It feels feels like that, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) it feels heavy. Do you know what I mean? There's no reason who's got the gun to your head to say, finish it now. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've changed, man. Please, now. People at work, they even look at me for how I do it. I'm thinking, I stress. Yeah, we've got five reports. Do you care? I teach okay. them. I it'll, said, it'll we'll done. do, we'll do what we done. can. And that's why I said, I was like, do you know how much you get paid? I don't get paid mm-hmm. for this. Definitely see, not this... six figures. Not enough to affect my <laughs> mental health. No Honestly. So. I even got them finishing my sentence. I'm like, I can't come and kill and myself. And they're like, and that yeah. is on period. <laughs> that's on period. Honestly. But I think that's it for today. Thank you, girls. Oh, I so appreciate oh, yeah. you. I could talk forever. <laughs> I mm-hmm. know. No, we'll do this again. We definitely will we'll do a part two next year at some point. But I appreciate you, girls. Thank you for listening. As always, make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to listen. Um, leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And I will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.